Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Have you put your Christmas decorations away? Would you believe that I actually have? Really? Probably thought I was going to say no. You know what? When it was over, I was just ready. I wanted it all out. So we actually did it, and the boxes are in the garage. Wow. Christmas. Yeah. I am impressed. How about you? Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what makes us and you feel like we're officially back to work. Then we'll go behind the scenes of this season's first episode of Fantasy Island. This week's Hollywood hack has been helping Liz read more. And finally, we're introducing our new weekly recommendation. In every episode, one of us will offer a book, podcast, TV, or movie recommendation. Yes. But first, Sarah, we have an update. Well, we have a couple updates. First one is a reminder to watch Fantasy Island Season 2 on Monday nights on Fox, 8, 7 Central. And then it's available the next day on Hulu. And then also need to point out, Sarah, that if you haven't seen Season 1, it's available on Tubi. Yes, T-U-B-I is Tubi. It's Fox's streaming platform, so you can see it there. I think you can see the original Fantasy Island there, too. Yes, which is so much fun to watch. Yes. We definitely go back and watch episodes for inspiration. Yes. And then in episode 289, we talked about a listener's suggestion to throw a clothes swap party. And last week in 295, we discussed ideas for other swap parties. So Catherine said, Hey Liz, how about a mug swap? Maybe even when the clocks go back in the fall and we need the boost from our coffee. Well, Sarah, I love this idea. Many of our listeners might remember that I am a mug fanatic. I take my mugs very seriously. I adore mugs, and um, the idea of a mug swap is so fun because everyone has just zany mugs. 
And I just think that would be so much fun. My question, though, Liz, is what mug would you be willing to give up? Well, that's a question. Here's what I'll say. <laughs> Knowing that it's going to a home would make it easier yes. to give up a mug. Sometimes I can't <laughs> part with a mug because it's I don't want it to be lonely because I am someone who puts human feelings into my objects. But that is a very good question. I'd have to ponder that very seriously. Okay. <laughs> And then, Sarah, you had a thought. This made you realize there was something we could swap. Yes. So now that I'm a puzzle person, I was like, oh, I should have a puzzle swap. Because unlike mugs, once you've done a puzzle, you're not really going to use it again. And you're always looking for new, fun puzzles. So a puzzle swap party would be really fun. It would have to be like, with no missing pieces. (laughs) Right. Exactly. No, that's a great idea. I love all these ideas for what to do when we get together. Yes. Okay, let's dive into from the treadmill desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week it's what makes us and you feel like we're officially back at work. Yes, because man, that end of the holiday break this year has been rough. I'm just like, I was so relaxed and now it's like, back to full speed. I'm just, I'm very resistant, I have to say. Yes. We hope to be working on season three of Fantasy Island at some point in the near future. But in the meantime, we're writing our outline for um, the pilot that we sold before the break. And, you know, we want to get it done as quickly as possible. So it's not as if we can't just full force go into work. We have to really nose to the grindstone here. Yes, absolutely. So, Liz, what is it that makes you kind of take that psychological leap into feeling like you're back at work? Well, this is very fitting for this particular segment from the treadmill desk of, because what makes me feel like I'm back is being back on my treadmill desk. Yes. I hadn't been on it at all for even before the break. And now that I'm back, it's like my brain just automatically goes back into work mode as soon as I start walking on the treadmill desk because those two things are so associated with each other. So it's actually really helpful to get me to concentrate. Mm, that's a good one. How about you? Well, <laughs> for me, it's the very basic thing of setting an alarm. Mm. Because I haven't had to set an alarm for like 10 years because Violet was such an early riser. Uh And now she's older. She's starting to sleep in. If I have to get up at a particular time, as we do for work, I really need to set an alarm. And I'm so out of that mode. Like, I just need to put it on my Alexa five mornings a week. That will be my, okay, it's a work day. Let's go, you know. But it is kind of hilarious to me that suddenly so now long you didn't I'm have to sleeping. set an alarm. Yes, yes, it's a good thing. You were it sleep is. deprived for so long. <laughs> I know. You'll remember when we were in Hungary, I was worried. I was, I, you didn't sleep at all. I, I at just all. didn't know how you were going to make it. <laughs> Diet Coke. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that was it. Diacock um, and Cordoclash. That was so good. It's a Hungarian dessert. I'm sure we're not saying it right, but man, no. it's the best thing ever. And then my other thing that's really going to be my signifier once I'm up is putting on sneakers. I was thinking about what your dad said to Gretchen when she was like in high school or something. You don't have to say, I'm getting up and going for a run. You just have to put your sneakers on and go outside, right? Yes, that's <laughs> so, exactly right. I just have to put my sneakers on and go to the treadmill desk. <laughs> okay, there, and then you'll probably get on. Yes. And then you and I were thinking about what are other things that might make people feel like they're back to work. Speaking of mugs, using a certain mug... I think people have a work mug. Yes. Whether it's one they use for working at home or it's the one they use in the car when they're commuting. Yes. And then the other thing is answering emails right away. When you're in vacation mm. mode, you're kind of like, la-di-da, yes. I don't have to get back to this person right now. You may even have that uh, vacation message that some people have, like, I'm not available. So getting back to real email answering is certainly a thing. Yeah. And then obviously what you're wearing. So dressing in, quote, work clothes, whatever that means for you, whether that's actually, you know, putting on a real outfit and going to an office or whether there's certain clothes you wear to work at home. Sarah, one thing I've been doing over the break is I got a couple of, I would say, a little more elevated athleisure wear. Ah. So I decided, okay, let me try to wear like a matching, uh, I guess you call it a tracksuit. Like I got aloe was having, aloe yoga was having a sale. Uh So I got matching pants and hoodie to wear. Nice. I got two sets of matching pants and hoodies to wear because I thought, well, that's a little more professional. (laughs) The hilarious thing is no one will see what you're wearing on your legs anyway. (laughs) I know, but I thought to myself, it'll make me feel more professional. Um, How far we've fallen to what is considered professional. I'm like, oh, work outfit. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. So what about you, our listeners? What do you do or wear that makes you feel like you are officially back at work. It's funny because this is in some ways a default work from home segment. (laughs) I I guess going to the office in and of itself helps you feel like you're back to work. Although we know you can be at the office and still not be in work mode. True. In television, it's very possible to show up at the office (laughs) Drink some coffee, loiter around for an hour, go in the room, catch up with everybody. Then (laughs) you need to order lunch. Then it's very close to lunch, so there's no point in starting. Then you eat lunch. I mean, we know you can be there and not work. Oh, yes, absolutely. You cannot work until dinner, and then you're like, oh, crap. Uh, (laughs) Yes, that's. and we have been in those situations, not in our leadership, but others have have taken us there. Yes. Anyway, so email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com to let us know what is your work signifier. What lets you know that it is officially work time again? Yes. Coming up, we're going to go behind the scenes of episode 201 of Fantasy Island, which is finally out in the world. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like calorie smart, protein plus, and keto. Factor's 
fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, Liz, it's time for our behind-the-scenes segment. We did this when season one was airing. Now season two is airing, finally. It's so exciting. Yes. And we've gotten some questions, so we thought we would take some time to go behind the scenes of episode one of season two of Fantasy Island. Yes. First, Sarah, let's just tell everybody kind of the basics. Um, It was written by Adria Lang and directed by Adam Kane, who also directed the first two episodes of season one. Yes. And we should say, just since we're going behind the scenes, that usually, I would say, often the showrunners will write the first episode. But in this case, because our schedule is so intense, we really just needed to get rolling fast. And we knew that in Adria's hands, the season premiere would be just as good as in our hands. And she did such a fantastic job. Yes, she really did. And more on the stories in a minute. So our guest star, Sarah, this was so exciting. We had... Cheryl Hines and Rachel Harris, who are real-life best friends. You know Cheryl Hines, of course, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. She plays Larry David's ex-wife. Rachel Harris starred in Lucifer. They played best friends whose fantasy is to go back to high school and rule the school. They were amazing, and we got to see them in 90s prom dresses, which was so just (laughs) such a laugh. It really was. And then in our B story, we had Jessica Nicole and Zach Perlman. And Liz, how can you describe the B story for those who have not seen the episode yet? (laughs) Well, Jessica, um, who you may know from Fringe, played a woman who was obsessed with her cat. Her whole life was her cat. And her fantasy is just to know that her cat loves her as much as she loves him, her cat Bobo. And she has a funny line where she says, don't you think he looks like Nathan Fillion, uh, her cat? And then her cat turns human, and it's an actor named Zach Perlman, who is adorable but doesn't necessarily look like Nathan Fillion. <laughs> and he does has a personality that she's not expecting. Yeah, and we should say, Liz, that there was really only one cat available for this role. Yes, like it, it in was, Puerto Rico, yeah. Yes, there, it was not like we could match the cat to Zach. It was like going to be this cat, but it just so happens that they are an incredible match. He and the cat, like they have the same coloring. I was yes. like, okay, thank God. Thank 
God, we got because of course we're not going to take a different actor because we can only get this cat. We yes. picked Zach because he was awesome. Yes, so. and worked out so beautifully. Yeah. And the story was actually based on Adria's own fantasy that she could talk to her beloved late cat Bobo. So we named the cat after Bobo, the original Bobo. And Adria wrote the story, and it was just really wonderful. Yeah, it ends up being a really beautiful story, and we've gotten so many comments from people saying, like, I don't know if I'd want to know what my pet (laughs) thinks of me. I think maybe I'm better off in the dark. And, you know, people saying, oh, now I'm wondering, what do they think? That's so funny. So this season was interesting, Sarah, because we were at a new resort. So season one, we shot at the Hyatt in Rio Grande in Puerto Rico. This season, we were at El Conquistador, which had some incredible views, but it was much harder to shoot at because El Conquistador is multi-level. So the crew would have to move the equipment up and down, and that's very time-consuming. So that was difficult. Yes, and there were a lot of stairs and not a lot of ramps. So there were only so many routes to go from one place to another. So it did take more time and probably was physically harder on the crew. Yeah. We certainly noticed it when we were there as we were like going up and down and up and down. (laughs) Yes, yes. One fun thing we did there, though, is that so they were in the process of a renovation. So they were pretty loose with what we could do, which was nice. Yeah. And so they let us take over, was it two or three ballrooms? I don't remember if it was three. Three ballrooms. Two for sets and one for eating. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So, yeah, we had our cafeteria in, in one ballroom. And then the other two, we actually built sets. We built suites guest suites. So when you see a lot of the guest suites this season, they they are actual sets that are in the ballroom of a resort in Puerto Rico. (laughs) And then we got some questions that we wanted to answer. Anna on our Facebook group asked if the rain is real, because there's a scene where Andy, who is Bobo's person, they've had a disagreement and she will not let him back in her room and it's pouring down rain. And that rain was not real. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, the rain, because of the way we schedule things, which is far in advance, you can't just wait for rain and then shoot something. You've got to be prepared to make the rain. Um, Now in Puerto Rico, it rains a lot. In the season, it rained a lot. So often we're waiting for the rain to stop. Yes. And in fact, in a very important scene, it was raining And we had to keep stopping. At the end of the episode, there's a big outdoor dance scene. I don't want to give it all away for those who haven't seen it, but go check it out. You will know that in this scene, it was raining like every 20 minutes. And then everyone would go and huddle under like a tent or in like the one nearby covered area. And then the rain would stop. And then this whole group of people who have to clean up all the rain and people are dancing. So it has to be totally dry. Yes, it had to become go from completely soaked to bone dry so that nobody would fall on the dance floor. And then, I mean, it was like a comedy, <laughs> you know, like yeah. a screwball comedy. Cause it'd be like they'd get it clean, they go get get the get the actors. They'd come out. We'd have like half a take and it would be like, I think it's raining Uh, again. Oh, I mean, and we only had that one night to do the scene. So you and I on the fly had to drop 
elements of the yes. scene because we just didn't have time to shoot them. We could only get the absolute bare minimum. But of course, you would never know that watching it. No, it turned like, out great. I don't even remember what we dropped because I think it turned out so well. Yeah. No, exactly. I don't either. I, you, I would never know what we dropped. And of course, the scene is wonderful. Adam Kane deserves a lot of credit for getting enough pieces yes. for us to be yes. able to put together into something that made sense. And that is, in fact, just like wonderful. Yeah. And then Meredy, who's in our Facebook group, asked, how much does it cost to go to Fantasy Island? Meaning Fantasy Island, not the, the resort in Puerto Rico where we shoot Fantasy Island. And, you know, that's a question that we kind of purposely ignore. Yes. Our philosophy is if you need to go to Fantasy Island, you will go to Fantasy Island. And if you need to feel like, because some people will feel more obligated and serious about things if they've paid. If you are one of those people, then you will have to pay. If you are not and you just need to go to Fantasy Island, then you don't. It's it's a very individualized thing, we think. Yes, which is interesting because I did notice in the original Fantasy Island, in the pilot, they mentioned the cost, which I believe was either... It was a lot. 50000 and that was back in like 1974 or something, or 1976. So it costs a lot if you're paying... I mean, to pay for magic, priceless. <laughs> Priceless, exactly. <laughs> and then Carrie asked a question about having Elena wear a gold dress at the end of the episode. So Elena Rourke, for the entire show, has worn white. And sometimes she'll wear white with a little red trim if she's off work. I think she was in a blue dress 10 years ago. But the vast majority of the time, in a professional context, she is in white and looks incredible, by the way. But for this end scene, it's a dance scene. And Rosalind Sanchez is a tremendous dancer. She's really a professional level dancer. So we just wanted her to look amazing. And it's also sort of her coming out to the island and to like the people who work there and her guests as a human being, not just yes. a boss. Yes. And that is why we made the decision. Because of course, we did talk about should she be wearing a white dress or not a white dress? And we decided that because it was really a purely personal scene that was really about Elena, the woman, we loved the idea of her not wearing white. And the dress just looks so great. I mean, Incredible. they send us, for anyone who doesn't know, every episode, the costume designer sends photos. So Rosalind will go in and try on different outfits and they take pictures and then they we we get the pictures and look and pick things. And usually Rosalind will say, which is her favorite. And more often than not, obviously, that's the one that we go with. And so when they sent this picture, it was like, oh, that's the dress. Like, no question. Yes. So yeah, watch the episode just to see the dress at the end. It's beautiful. Another fun thing about this episode, Sarah, is Fantasy Island doesn't have a ton of improv. I mean, I think in general, most one hours yeah. don't. That's more of a comedy thing. But because we had Rachel Harris and Cheryl Hines guest starring who come out of improv and are comedians, they did a lot of improv, which was so much fun for us. And we used 
I'd say the majority of what they improved in the cut. Yes. No, we really did. And plus, it was just so fun to be on set yeah. watching them because they're hilarious. And they would do a lot of improv for one like part of a scene. So we'd see it like six different ways. Yes. And then it's like, okay, which one do we use? Because they're all so funny. Yes. No, it was really, <laughs> it made being on set fun because, you know, we didn't know what to expect. So it was <laughs> yes. just really fun. So that's a little behind the scenes on 201. Next week, we'll go behind the scenes on episode 202, which you and I wrote. Yes. And I have to say, I love it. And that episode also has a wind machine and a rain machine. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just funny if you know how windy it is in Puerto Rico, that we would need a wind machine. Okay, coming up, we have a Hollywood hack that is changing Liz's reading life. But first, this break. Okay, Sarah, it is time for this week's Hollywood hack. Now, I will say this is something we have mentioned before, but I wanted to have its own segment, which is Libby. So Libby is a library app that allows you to check out books digitally. And we have talked about this, and on our Facebook group, people have talked about Libby. Um, You can either listen to books, which is what I'm doing, or you can read them, I believe, on your Kindle. So I have known about Libby for many years. You know me, I'm very slow to try anything, especially if it has anything to do with a device. (laughs) But lately, I've been listening to so many audiobooks because... I just got so exhausted after Christmas, I couldn't even read. I could only just sit and listen. (laughs) And so I burned through all of my Audible credits, and I was paying per book to download, and it's like $16. And Mindy had suggested a book for me. It was this book called A Good Marriage, and it's a big bestseller, And I thought, oh my gosh, okay, another $16 to download this. And then I just, Libby popped in my mind and I said, (laughs) all right, I'm going to try Libby. And I have to tell you, it took maybe a minute for me to download Libby, open it, find a library near me, sign up for a library card, find the book and start listening. I mean, it can't (laughs) be easier, all for free. It's incredible. Like, beyond amazing that you have that access. I mean, you want to talk about, like, how incredible our library system is in general. I mean, there's a great library here in Ojai that I take Violet to. There was a fantastic library in Minnesota when we were in Minnesota. And you would go online and say what books you wanted. And it was height of the pandemic. And they'd put them out for you. And you would just go and pick them up and bring them back. It was amazing. But Libby makes it even easier. Yes, it's and I will say now the downside is I'm discovering because now you know I'm just all about Libby <laughs> is it can't if there's like a certain book that is super hot right now, it can uh. be hard to get. For instance, I tried to get Spare, the Prince Harry book, which is out, and I'm like 875th in line, and they only have <laughs> one copy. So they're right. like estimated time for this book 35 weeks. I tried to get another book, and it's like, well, estimated time, seven weeks. So I put these things on hold. Spare, mm-hmm. I'm going to buy because I must read it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, for many, many books, you can just get it instantly. So please, even those people who are hesitant about devices, 
Just try. Just go to the App Store, download Libby. Just try because I promise it's going to change your life. Go Libby. Yay. (laughs) Okay, so Liz, this week we're debuting a new, we're not even calling it a segment. We're just calling it a weekly recommendation. A feature. I like that. One of us every week is going to recommend something that we have seen, watched, read, listened to, whatever, that we think is really great. Yes. And we're not trying to reach for obscure things. Sometimes it will be something you've never heard of. And sometimes it will be like this week. (laughs) Yeah. When I am recommending the Netflix show Wednesday, we binged it over the holidays and literally in two days, which never happens in my house with everyone watching. My stepmom was here, Violet and I, all three of us totally got into Wednesday and watched the whole thing. And if you don't know, it stars Jenna Ortega as Wednesday Adams from the Adams Family. There's the iconic dance already from the show that you've probably seen that's incredible. But what's great about it is you can watch it with everyone in your family. And there are so few shows that you can really do that with. Fantasy Island is one, which is really nice. Yeah. (laughs) But Wednesday, we loved like three generations of people. Like, I'm not going to watch White Lotus, for example, with Violet. Right. Probably not even with my stepmom because I'd be like, la, 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 you know. Yes, yes. But we all watched it. We all loved it. It's appropriate for kids. It's beautifully shot. The actors are fantastic. If you haven't checked out Wednesday, even if you don't have kids who it's appropriate to watch it with, watch it anyway because it's so great. Okay, I need to watch it. I have not watched it. And Sarah just got picked up for season two so you can invest in it knowing there's more to come, which is nice. Yes, and for Game of Thrones fans... (laughs) (laughs) Gwendolyn Christie is in it. And, you know, on Game of Thrones, she's like the warrior woman. Yeah. And in this, she's like all made up with a hairdo and like very conservative skirts. And you're just like, what? That's the same person? She's so awesome. Yeah, it's really great. I'm going to watch. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. We love to hear from you. Email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcast happier with Gretchen Rubin side hustle school do the thing from whole 30s Melissa Urban and everything happens with Kate Bowler get in touch I'm on Instagram at s Fane and Liz is at Liz craft we also have a Facebook group search for happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation until next week I'm Liz craft and I'm Sarah Fane thanks for joining us it's a fun job and we enjoy it I think my brain only turned on about halfway through that. I'm still like, (laughs) why didn't my alarm go off? I just like the image of Dawn in your kitchen under a spotlight cooking. It's like a horror movie. Oh, I know. And I was like, what time is it? What time is it? Oh, my God. From the Onward Project.